0: This is Kata Data Podcast, a crafted selection of audio content from KataData.co.id with deep insights and storytelling on Indonesia's current affairs, business, and social issues.
1: Hello, I'm Gundi Chayadi, and this is Off the Script, a podcast series for Kata Data. Each week. I'll bring you an interview with policymakers, business leaders, and social figures in Indonesia on a range of topics such as economics and financial markets, business and the digital economy, as well as sustainability and social affairs. We hope that this program will be a window for you to embrace and understand Indonesia better. Hello and welcome to Off the Script podcast with me, Gundi Chayadi. And today I'm speaking with Chin Chin a tech enthusiast, who is also the technology and country leader at IBM Indonesia. A quick background about Chin Chin, she began her career in 1998 and has since then gained numerous leadership experiences in technology companies such as Microsoft, Lenovo Indonesia, to name just a couple, before joining IBM in 2021. She has a master's degree from Universitas Plita Harapan, Indonesia. Welcome to the show, Chin, Chin.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Mas Gundi.
1: And, you know, speaking about your expertise in technology infrastructure as well as uh, data security, I think this is exactly uh, a good time to have you on the show. Uh, lots of issues on data security in the Asian region in recent time. Uh, data leaks occur in various agencies, including those owned by the government in the region. So... Let me begin with my first question, um, and this is concerning Indonesia. You know, many reports mention that cybersecurity cases have increased very sharply during the pandemic, also the post-pandemic. Indonesia National Cyber and Crypto Agency noted that last year alone, there were some 740 million traffic anomalies or cyber attacks in the country. Uh, Chin Chin, is there a reason for that, like why the number um, sort of uh, multiplied so much during the pandemic
0: yeah uh, thank you for the interesting questions I think every one of us knows that the COVID nineteen pandemic has changed uh, many ways for us uh, to do our activity, including the organizations. right? So, it is like uh, forcing the unprecedented change uh, for every one of us, uh, consumers, organizations, uh, governments, to actually maneuver w- into the new norm, right? Because our, we still need to do our daily activity while the organization still to show the productivity at the same time. So uh, I think first from the organization standpoint, uh, many organizations adapt also with the clouds because every one of them rushing uh, to cloudify everything, I may say. uh, At the same time, the objective is also to accommodate the remote workforce because we know as an employee from organizations, uh, we are being forced uh, to work from everywhere, anywhere, everywhere, in any situations uh, at that time. Because uh, no one has predicted that the COVID-19 will hit uh, uh, the whole world, right? And at the same time, uh, it's also a mandate the business uh, to keep running uh, while maintaining the, the productivity. But more importantly, what is uh, on risk actually is also there is no security control in place because...
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, I may say is that no, no, not enough preparations uh, because nobody expects this will happen. Uh, at the same time, while everyone was mandated to work from everywhere, uh, I think many organizations also not aware of the risk and how to mitigate uh, the control uh, in terms of putting the uh, cloud uh, security at that time. So I may say that uh, most organizations uh, prioritize for the cost factors. There's also the reason why uh, they do not plan well uh, in the beginning. And also they have to look at the speed in terms of how they do the provision of the solutions when they decided when uh, they want to go to the cloud journey, right? Uh, we really understand uh, the challenges uh, uh, from many organizations because uh, it not only creating a lot of procedures that they have to take in place, but it hit a lot of complexity uh, because uh, potentially uh, it actually opening them up uh, from major security threats. Just imagine right. ourselves as a consumer. During the pandemic, we have to live with a lot of uh, super app, I may say. We have to continue our daily life uh, with the supporting of the uh, super apps that we can connect to everywhere. That it actually is open up uh, a, a threat for ourselves. Uh, imagine that you are using your company laptop and then you have to access uh, confidential data, it's also opening up a security threat for the organization. So it needs to have like the security design uh, with a one single point of control uh, that will be able for the organization to detect in terms of the holistic view, where will be the threats coming and how to mitigate that complexity. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. so i think that will be the main priority and also why is that happening because the preparation is not there uh, people are not well prepared and the security uh, design and also the, the the mitigation of the threat itself uh, are not preparing well as well but the last point we know, right, because uh, from the security and also from the governance compliance, uh, there is some things that uh, it has to be there when the company decided when they want to go to the hybrid cloud or multiple cloud or even the hybrid cloud, right? Because data itself, uh, it must be contained in, uh, safely in the organizations uh, throughout the cloud architecture when they want to design uh Uh, when they they are already ready, go to the hybrid cloud itself, right? So it has to be a journey uh, that plan uh, in advance where they can also mitigate the risk uh, once they are already uh, going to the cloud.
1: Chin Chin, is there any specific industry or some industries that are more prone to attack by cyber criminals or is it just uh, basically across industries that are going to be vulnerable to uh, cyber attacks going forward? What are your thoughts on that?
0: So I may say uh, many of the industry is not uh, like dedicated to a single or selected industry. Uh, Today, it, it is mostly happens to the financial industry. Uh, financial services, uh, banking, uh, including our government, right? Because mm-hmm. as we see ourselves on how we do our daily activity, uh, it's actually opened up a lot of uh, uh, potential in terms of the security bridge as well, right? So it not only happens to the financial, but it also happens to the manufacturing, uh, transportation, governments, and also financial services.
1: Yeah, okay. And you mentioned earlier on about how companies right now, Think about protecting their data, you know, uh, boosting their infrastructure as being just a cost, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, you know, we were reading reports from IBM, and the cost of data breach actually for for this year alone has already increased to like uh, something close to three million dollars globally. That's huge, huge uh, cost as well when there is data breach uh, that happened to a company. So my question is, in terms of the investment that a company, or maybe a country like Indonesia, uh, needs to put in to sort of strengthen strengthen the technological infrastructure to prevent cybercrime. What is the gauge? You know, what is the gauge that we should be talking about, sort of that companies or the government can have uh, a read of it and weigh the costs and and benefits of uh, sort of boosting their technology technology infrastructure.
0: So I think uh, a lot of people are. Uh, talking to uh, within the organizations, right? How important they do the investment to the cybersecurity Mm. topic, right? It's a hot topic uh, in every organization today. Yes. So uh, I think as we uh, gather information from many of the CIO and many from the business leader, uh, uh, every business have their unique technology and also every single organization have their unique uh, uh, security strategy, right? Because it also depends on what is the nature of their business so uh, uh, if the nature of the business is actually dealing with the consumers uh, so they have to get along uh, they, they also have to get them prepared in terms of uh, what will be their infrastructure applications and security on how they actually mitigate the risk from many of those access from the consumers right because especially from the in from indonesia standpoint we knows that uh indonesia i think probably is the highest ranking in terms of the density
1: <laughs> Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah so that's also depend on the security strategy and the industry on uh, the nature of the business right because uh, we need to see not only the infrastructure as i may say uh, applications uh, but also the workload and the compliance requirements uh, according to the government regulation so uh it's really depend on the figures uh, industry and also for the uh, from the customers needs as well right because we talking about the startup company, for example, or uh, when we talk about the workload. Probably you know now we have a lot of promotion like eight, eight, nine, nine, ten, ten. So that yeah. kind of like also giving the 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 startup a heavy workload and very high transaction in terms of the workload that will yeah. uh, open up our uh, opportunity for them uh, to have the security bridge if they don't prepare well right yeah, so it yeah. depend on the nature customers need and also uh, how uh, the, the business uh, design uh, to protect that things happens so but I think uh most important right on how we choose the right partners uh, and the right technology because Uh, This is also the key success factor, I may say, uh, the key future success also for enterprise uh, and also for their customers. Because in IBM, our our priority also to actually work with our trusted uh, technology partners within our ecosystem uh, to help many of organizations on how we actually enable them. Uh, to have a proper design uh, in terms of the security uh, infrastructure. Uh, I may say it's like the reference security architecture that many organ- organizations can have. Uh, so in order for them at the same time uh, growing their productivity, but they also can uh, maintain their power for growth uh, and also for the success of the company.
1: Mm-hmm. So it, it seems to me that IBM has uh, you know, certain kind of guideline in terms of, Maybe like a step by step guidance to companies who are trying to uh, get into this boosting their uh, technological uh, infrastructure. Um, in terms of this, is, is that is my reading correct? That's my first question. And if it is correct, you know, sort of the the strategy and the technology that they should adopt, Chin Chin. Is there specific, um, you know, perhaps you could uh, give an example of a recent project that IBM uh, has has just completed, uh, or maybe in the process of completing about sort of the the step by step strategy, as well as the technologies that companies in Indonesia should adopt to boost their uh, technological infrastructure
0: yeah so uh i think first of all when we mentioned about the step by step uh it has to contain about the strategy of the organizations and where they want to bring this digital transformation journey Uh, i think that's the step number one but in terms of the technology right uh if we are looking at the ibm today we have many of those solutions uh within part of the technology uh cybersecurity is just a single uh, point ah, solutions okay. that IBM are uh, uh, ready to also uh, help our client uh, to be, always stay alert uh, but the, the, at the same time uh, putting the strong uh, due diligence uh, in the company as part of the uh, reference architecture uh, for the organization as well. Because, if we talk about the uh, uh, data, uh, many of those organizations that having the are potential to have the security breach, uh, they always deal with the data and data analytic and also data availability on how they process the data become the foundation of all uh, strategy decisions, uh, establishing a very good governance data platform uh, in the secure hybrid cloud platform uh, whenever they are ready to go to that journey as well. So because this is always part of the agenda when the company talk about the digital transformation. So uh, the other is what you mentioned, right? Because uh, the cost of the data is very high uh, yeah. and also IBM here uh, with the strategy of adopting the hybrid cloud and also the AI uh, is also to lower down the data bridge cross, the cost itself, because we have a strategy in the cybersecurity is to put the zero trust approach for many organizations. Why is that important? Because uh, if we look at the zero trust uh, of architecture, uh, reference architecture, it means that Uh, We design the the company security model uh, into uh, something that they don't trust anyone in the organization. It's just like a stranger putting in the middle of the environment. We just don't trust anyone. We just have to absorb the data, analyze the data using the AI, and then make decisions based on that behavior. So that is the strategy uh, that part of our technology strategy that we work with our ecosystem partners be able to implement that into the organization so they have uh they have get they actually get the infrastructure and also the our whole ecosystem uh, in terms of implementing the hybrid cloud is in a more secure way as well
1: yeah okay uh chin chin i'll come back to the i you know topic about big data and and so on later on but at this point i want to ask about you know um the solution for maybe uh, small and medium enterprises, you know, because this seems to be, uh, you know, dealing with IBM, which is one of the leader in, in, in its industry globally. Uh, sometimes I scare a lot of SMEs in Indonesia. Right. And, and we know that SMEs still make up the bulk of the, the economy in Indonesia. Is there so, sort of like a customized uh, a solution for uh, an SME that IBM provide that is, you know, perhaps different and maybe more economically uh, uh, more affordable uh, but as still as as robust as a system that we can build for to increase cybersecurity for the bigger and multinational or, or the or the national uh, companies in Indonesia
0: yeah, uh, because IBM also can start in terms of putting our IBM consulting, providing a consultancy to that organizations on mm-hmm. how they want to design the uh, security approach uh, towards the zero trust uh, because it has to come from the plan, right? Uh, according to the nature of the business, like what I say before, and uh, it is just like the step one for many organizations to understand or why they need to have a plan and also why they have to uh, put in place in terms of the reference uh, plan uh, on how to get the Zero Trust approach adopted. And the second one is that, uh, it comes to many uh, challenges in the organizations that not only to secure the applications, but also to secure many connections uh, outside those data centers, right? And uh, in IBM, uh, we have a lot of uh, security solutions. Even we provide a workshop to the client to mm. understand the environments uh, before uh, the decision comes to the organization that why they have to go to this journey to make the organization more secure and what will be the mitigation plan uh, and also what will be the solution available uh, as part of the technology review. So it is actually provided by IBM as well. So is is it doesn't comes with like one size fit all. I may say, sure, uh, sure. But it really depend on the nature, uh, depend on the workshop uh, that we actually provided, understanding yeah. the environment, and of course, uh, it will always come up with the uh, uh, suggestion and recommendation from our side.
1: Okay, okay. So that's that's great to hear because obviously, I think SMEs, uh, we need our SMEs to also, you know, uh, boost their cybersecurity, right? As as yeah. this goes along. Um, I mean, you mentioned earlier on about how COVID has sort of changed the way uh, companies work, changed the way we work, right? I think uh, uh, before 2020, I think the notion of working from home is still uh, some, somewhat like a taboo, right? Working from anywhere, like uh, how can we work from anywhere? But I think COVID has really forced uh, a lot of people to do that. Yeah. Now, I want to yeah, I, I speak of, I want to ask from like the perspective of the public, you know, perspective of the users, perspective of consumers, Uh, given that these reports and the news that we hear about data breaches and all that uh, are getting more and more uh, frequent these days, right? Um, I don't know, what what, what are your thoughts about how, uh, for example, like myself as a consumer, as a user... How should I anticipate, you know, about cyber security breach, uh, data leaks, and and all that uh, going forward, uh, Chin Chin? So uh,
0: it will wo- it always come with the individual uh, because we as part of the consumers are also mm. uh, one of the participants there, right? Yes,
1: yes, <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Email in the organization, exactly. just don't click uh, uh, unknown uh, senders. Uh, that, People always say that it has a spam, it has a malware, uh, so that is one of the very easy tasks that we can actually uh, 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 put put a lot of focus on how to uh, how to defend that uh, happens, right? Because it will imagine that you are uh, working in uh, the not in the safety environment in terms of the internet connections, uh, that will also create a lot of. uh, problems to the organization when the security breach happens so uh i think it starts from ourselves uh, as an individual and the second one also uh it's it it comes with many challenges and is i may say right because yeah, yeah. When, when there's the challenges there's also an opportunity for us uh, to look on how we can do better uh and also what will be the uh Uh, Things that we can always uh, perform uh, towards helping minimize uh, the gap in terms of the security breach as well, right? So, uh, we know that there is no single recipe in terms of uh, how uh, we are going to prevent everything, uh, but then plan well. Uh, understand what is the risk before uh, we cloudify everything, before we actually go to the public cloud, uh, before we go to multi-cloud, make sure that uh, we have the security architecture plan in place and how do we actually uh, advise our employee in many organizations, uh, not only in the larger enterprise, but even in the SMB, like what you say, like small, medium enterprise, uh, how do we give the uh, knowledge to all the, the people in the organizations that uh, they need to contribute uh, towards the good governance process uh, to actually minimize the security breach as well, emails, are internet connections, and also how do you access your data, whether you are using a public uh, connections or you are yeah. using VPN connection. Because yeah. VPN for sure is much more secure. Uh, so you just don't open up any uh, strange stranger email that you don't know. <laughs> yes. spam emails because it can contain something that uh, it actually breaches the data as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and talking about from the perspective of uh, us as a consumer, Chin uh, Chin, you know, um, the, the government or the parliament just recently uh, passed this, uh, Long-awaited the pers- the rule about personal data protection, the law about prote- uh, personal data protection. I think the government has been under pressure to sort of pass this law for for many months now, and uh, people see the urgency of this. Uh, what are your thoughts? You know, like how how important is this uh, law about personal data protection uh, in relation to us being consumers, and in relation from the fact that uh, data breaches probably are not are going to keep coming up, right? Maybe more frequently in, in, in the future. Your thoughts on that, Chin Chin?
0: I think uh, it is good to have uh, that early uh, education for, for every single citizen here about the personal data protections, right? Because from the organization standpoint, it always comes on how we do uh, look at our own IT infrastructure, and we have a comprehensive cyber security strategy as part of the security architecture that we are going to plan. And in that plan, right, uh, we kind of like having a a lot of discussion with many of the uh, users in our organization. How do, do they want to plan the growth within the organization? That's a very simple example, right? Uh, We put ourselves in the consumers' standpoint. We want everything more simpler. We want everything more convenient. So it actually pushed the organization to reinvent again their super app to be more convenient. So in that point, right, it actually created a lot of our uh, workload. For the company, it means that uh, in the long long run, uh, many consumers will access their super app, right? So that created a lot of uh, cybersecurity approach on how they need to tighten up uh, the progress uh, within that as well. So it is actually the technology that works behind that uh, IT infrastructure so they can ensure the entire process is really run very, very, very safe and is well planned as well.
1: Hmm. Okay. So talking about this uh, super app, you know, and, and I want to go back to the idea of like big data, digital economy. And I'm sure you are also aware that I think Indonesia digital economy is going to continue to grow uh, uh, going forward. And uh, fintech or, you know, fintech is probably going to be one of the most exciting uh, sectors in Indonesia. That's why a lot of investments coming into that and uh, we also know that in, in fintech space, I think big data, you know, open banking, open finance, those, those uh, concepts are going to be introduced in Indonesia, uh, you know, if not in the next one to two years, maybe within the next five years. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just want to get a sense uh, from your uh, point of view in terms of IBM, where IBM is standing and where perhaps the experience of ibm in working in other markets in other countries how what kind of role you know that that you are going to be playing as indonesia continue to grow this uh, uh, fintech space you know uh, open banking and and so on
0: I think uh, it's a very good question, <laughs> I may say is that because uh, many organizations today also are uh, trying to understand how they yeah. can uh, play a, a crucial part uh, as part of the digital economy agenda from the governments. I may say that IBM strategy uh, remain the same that we want to be the trusted technology uh, partners uh, in many organizations. And then uh, we also want to be part of the our uh, our partners as, as part of the digital transformation agenda uh, that our government already planned, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And many of those uh, digital transformation journey that one organization already planned, uh, we want to become the trusted advisor on how to to actually put the best strategy. Uh, for those organizations uh, to to put best in place in terms of the technology selections and the ecosystem partners that can actually work along with them uh, who have the business growth within their organizations, right? Because it always takes two hands to clap, I may say. Yep. One is yep. technology, another one is the ecosystem partners on yep. who is the consultant, who is the partners that actually implementing that solution for the organization.
1: hmm this is, this is this is interesting, you know, because um, I think uh, you mentioned the fact that IBM wants to be in, involved and so on. But I also see that uh, there there must be a lot of competitive advantage that IBM has uh, because it's a global company. It has work in, in many other uh, countries, and I'm sure that in terms of the knowledge transfer, you know, in in several countries, uh, in terms of where their digital economy is 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 the stage of their digital economy is much more developed right chin chin compared to indonesia so i'm sure there's a lot of that uh, knowledge transfer that ibm can bring i don't know maybe for example from the us from the uk and so on uh, and, and and bring it to indonesia is that is the, is that my assumption correct on this
0: Yeah, I think as part of the technology uh, discussion that we always have, uh, we always do uh, with many organizations, uh, IBM is also uh, contributing in terms of building the digital talent as you say because uh, not only providing the technology but uh, we are also providing the availability in terms of the manpower for the future. Because we know uh, from the ministry Minister of the Economic Affairs, uh, Pak Erlangga Hertanto, is one of, in his interview, he really mentions that Indonesia need at least 9 million digital talent by 2030. So, IBM okay. want to be part of that journey, uh, not only in the digital economy, but also how to build up a digital talent for Indonesia market, right? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Uh, it is not a fast track, I may say today, because uh, a lot of digital talent that will be ready by two thousand and thirty, it it need to have a lot of uh, process in terms of selecting, recruiting, and also uh, core selections for them uh, to be able to be to be able to upgrade their knowledge on how to be part of that digital talent, right? And IBM are purposely have uh, IBM skill bill, uh, which is design learning program that over more than 1,000 uh, interactive courses, including cybersecurity, uh, data analysis, uh, cloud computing. So many, many uh, courses that are really relevant uh, into today's discussions. And building other courses uh, in terms of uh, collaborations and also presentation skill that need to be done as well by many of those digital talents. So the the expectation from IBM by having that skill build is actually to encourage the skill development, uh, especially for the uh, uh, secondary uh, educations uh, okay. starting from the age of 13.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and has there been uh, uh you know like several of these collaboration projects, uh, Chin Chin that IBM holds maybe with the government or with the Ministry of Education to to sort of uh, try to uh, also boost the the digital talent in Indonesia.
0: Yeah, so it's an online course um, okay. that uh, everyone can participate uh, or okay. into that online course. And the interesting part in the online course actually, IBM provided uh, more than one thousand interactive courses as well.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and anybody is part of Anybody it. can. Anybody can just uh, log in to to these courses and uh, sort of learn from you know from IBM about all these courses, and it's open for everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially starting uh, in the age of thirteen years, uh, thirteen years old. So we are actually part of the our organization that uh, prepare them to become yeah, yeah. digital talent ready by two thousand
1: twenty. Yeah. So is, one
0: thousand interactive course is a lot, yeah. Because
1: yeah, <laughs> exactly. And this is great, Chin Chin, because obviously I think uh, employment in the IT and the technology sector has become uh, one of the most uh, you know attractive right? Because everybody wants to get there. They see that there is a future in Indonesia in there. Uh, I think the salary, probably the average salary is also uh, above sort of like the the average salary in Indonesia. So thank you for, you know, IBM to also try to to help uh, the, the younger Indonesian generation to, to catch up, right? To, to be part of that uh, talent pool. Now, talking about talent, you know, I just want to ask you something maybe a little bit personal, but Chinchin, Chin, you know, you, you are the country leader at, at one of the uh, the most household name in technology company, and uh, this is a uh, an industry that is typically dominated by males, right? Dominated by by men's, uh, and it's not easy step, I'm sure, for many females, uh, including yourself, especially in in Indonesia. So my question is then, you know, what would you do? Uh, what sort of some ideas that you have to try to make a woman empowerment better, Chin Chin, especially in the technology sector and especially in Indonesia? If you may share some of your thoughts on this.
0: Yeah, uh, many of those uh, media interview also asked me the same questions. Uh, <laughs> Because it is in the industry that uh, really male dominant, right?
1: Yeah, sure. The,
0: uh, the key what is always comes uh, within ourselves uh, on how uh, we actually bring our personal value uh, into the organization as well. And uh, my mantra, I may say, is that we need to keep learning, right? Because in this IT world, whatever I learned two years ago, three years ago may not be relevant today, Right. <laughs> it, uh, it is a uh, it's a uh, industry that changing rapidly. I may say, uh, in terms of the uh, technology uh, and how we actually keep up our knowledge and talking with a lot of our entrepreneur, talking with a lot of our uh, business owner, especially on from the organization as well to understand how they uh, use technology as part of their business growth as well because. In the past, maybe like 20 years ago, right, people will feel that IT is a supporting function. But today, IT is the enabler for them, right? IT, in fact, how... was was mandate to reinvent and also recreate the technology to support the user so it is no longer uh, part of the uh, cost center i may say but it is part of the growth engine from the organization so
1: yeah I, it's, it's, it has become the backbone right chinjin it has become yeah, the backbone yeah. of any any company you now
0: yeah you're right you're right because uh, my message to every single one of them, either they're in the early career, uh, a professional, either they're fresh graduate, uh, either it is our client, either it's our partners ecosystem, we need to keep upgrading ourselves. We have to keep learning because the technology is rapidly changing. Uh, we have to keep up ourselves. But I think the the most the most critical part of it is patience, right? On how do you deal with the technology? How you see technology as your enabler? So once you have that patience, I think uh, it's always back to yourself on how uh, you share your uh, view, share a point of view uh, to the other people that really need that knowledge as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, great. I mean, you know, know, talking about learning about new technologies, I mean, I think 10 years ago when uh, the the, the apps start to come out and and everything, I'm so excited right about learning about new apps and everything but nowadays given the amount of uh, changes that happen it's so fast sometimes that it's very hard for me to keep up and sometimes i also feel like ah you know i'm i'm lagging behind this uh, this uh, technological growth Chin. and and i think i think you put it right that the fact that we, we need to be patient and we need to continue to to sort of learn right new technologies that come and uh i think that's that's key and 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 Uh, I think going forward, the kind of skills that uh, companies would want to look at is probably going to be more important than differentiating between men and women. You agree with that? Yeah.
0: And it's, it's also very fortunate, right? Uh, we as an individual and employee as part of the IBM organizations are uh, putting a lot of uh, focus in terms of diversity and inclusions. And yeah. that kind also uh, giving opportunity, uh, the same employment opportunity across our employee uh, is, is really take a big big part of our our career project uh, trajectory as well right because right. imagine like probably uh 25 or 30 years ago or 20 years ago probably uh, the organization that really are talking about that one uh not not a lot but IBM, uh, since long time, I think, uh, in the in the probably because IBM in Indonesia already uh, eighty five years, right? Worldwide, IBM already established for one hundred eleven years. So imagine that they are the pioneers in the diversity and inclusions and giving the same equal amount of opportunity to every single employee.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Chin Chin, we are we are coming towards the end of the show. I, I have a couple of questions to ask for you. I think one is uh. You know, you mentioned earlier on in our conversation about how um, the basic principle about zero trust, right? That's probably the guiding principle going forward that uh, zero trust, we should um, make sure that we anticipate anything and everything. I'm just curious from the perspective of a tech company, you know, like, like IBM, what is the one thing that you guys are most afraid of will happen, you know? Uh, What is that one thing in in, in terms of cybersecurity that that you are most afraid of will happen? Um,
0: I think uh, in this uh, rapidly changing world, uh, the one thing is probably uh, how we work with organization to prepare in advance because uh, we need to continue giving a lot of education to the organizations uh, because education is very critical and key for them to really understand why cybersecurity topic is just the top priority for them, right? Because uh, it also can help them to understand how cyber threat uh, and even everyone in their organization uh, should value the four key area, uh, how they predict. Preventing, detecting, and also responding. So that is really the key for us in IBM. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so it, it seems like uh, understanding, grasping the concept, knowledge is perhaps the most important, right? That we should instill in in from from the boss all the way uh, all the way down in 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 the whole of organization. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my last question is about this idea that you know data is the new oil, right? And and this is related to, to the idea of uh, cybersecurity, data breach, and so on. Um, what is your thought? You know, like, is, is data really the new oil? Is that going forward that people are going to uh, pay a lot for that? And that means uh, there's going to be more threat to, to data breaches and the need to, to boost data security is all the more uh, crucial for for any kind of industry, any kind of company
0: i think if we talk about the data uh i think first thing that come into our mind is how do we protect the data right and when we come to the word in terms of the protections uh it also relate in terms of how do we uh respond to the cyber threat when it comes to this uh, uh data right because it's not only our, happen in the private organizations uh, or public uh, institutions, but it's also become our government agenda uh, on how to protect the, the data as well. And uh, that also relate to uh, the critical factor uh, we as an IBM are helping many organizations to actually constantly evolving and also understanding the cybersecurity plan, uh, preparing uh, at the same time, responding and protecting as well uh, and putting that part of the the compliance landscape uh, to protect the data as well from the organization.
1: Well, um, Thank you for that, Chin Chin. You know, I think that has been uh, a wonderful conversation and uh, definitely the need to sort of uh, understand about data security, the need to sort of uh, implement uh, new technology that keeps changing, right? Uh, but that all starts with a conversation. and As you rightly mentioned, IBM as a partner will be there right from the beginning to sort of understand the need and sort of suit the need uh, to each company in Indonesia. And, and I hope I hope this is going to be something that is uh, seen as compulsory, uh, Chin Chin as no longer uh, as a, as a cost. Uh, I think this is an investment that needs to be done by corporate Indonesia, be it uh, if you are a big company or you are a small medium enterprises. Uh, thank you. Thank you for coming to the show. I, I enjoyed that conversation and I, I wish you um, you know, and IBM the best of luck in, in everything.
0: Thank you so much, uh, Mas Gundi. Uh, a privilege to be able to share the point of view from IBM in terms of how we are dealing with the cybersecurity and how IBM help many organizations uh, to protect their data as well. Because in this rapidly changing world, uh, there's a lot of things that we need to prepare and plan uh, on. Yeah. How do we do predicting, preventing, detecting, at the same time how to responding as well? Thank you so much yeah. for having me.
1: Thank you. And I think, you know, you put it rightly, cybersecurity is no longer a luxury. I think it's a necessity going forward. And uh, thank you once again, Chin Chin. And that has been another episode of Off The Script with me, Gundi Chayadi. I'm your host, Gundi Chayadi. Thank you for listening Off The Script podcast from Katadata.
0: You can listen Katadata Podcast on our website katadata.co.id, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and even Katadata Indonesia
1: YouTube channel.